we're going to get right into it. And uh, uh, we're going to be diligent with our time tonight because we know that school has started back. And y'all getting ready to see how efficient we're going to be. Hopefully you have your uh, your handout from last week. If you don't, if you need a handout, raise your hand and we'll get you one. Amen. It's good to see everybody tonight. Amen. Some long-time friends as well. Good to see y'all. All right. We are in a season of transformational growth in our church. It is a, a moment we will never see again. We'll never see this moment again. I want you to take pictures. I want you to document this uh, as much as you can. And I want you to remember when we first went into our new church, y'all remember we had all of it to and now it's, we got two and three services and it's, oh my God. I want you to document this <clears throat> because what's getting ready to happen is going to be so quick and transformative um, to who our church is and where we are and what we are. Somebody say amen. But the way it will happen, and it will happen, the way it will happen is that we're going to have to, G word, what? Grow up. We're going to have to grow up. And <clears throat> so many Christians get stuck in an early stage in education or in the medical profession or in psychology. In the natural, they would call you intellectually disabled. Long time ago, they would call you retarded. They would call you slow. That you were stunted. <clears throat> you did not grow. Biologically, if we see a person <clears throat> that does not grow past three feet, we used to call them midgets. Now they're called little people or small people. But there is a deformity. There's a dwarfism to them, <clears throat> something happened, and typically those that are dwarfed or what we used to call midgets, they don't live a long life because their organs are compacted, <clears throat> and uh, they have a lot of difficulty, a lot of, have a lot of health difficulty, bones and joints, all kind of things do not function correctly. <clears throat> so even in the natural, when you don't grow physically, when you don't grow psychologically, um, you have a lot of problems. You have problems socializing. You have problems um, interacting in the world. And <clears throat> many times you don't get much accomplished. 
those that are intellectually disabled or what we used to call retarded, um, they don't do much in the world. They don't get much done. Those that are dwarfed physically, um, besides the advent of the circus, some shot show, or um, in modernity, reality TV, the little people, stuff like that, they didn't do much in the world <laughs> because their growth had been stunted. <clears throat> A natural born child, when they are born, they want to grow. They want to grow up. Our youngest daughter, Christiana, because she was the youngest, she was the fourth child, she wanted to grow up so fast. Oh, my God. She just wanted to be older because everybody was older and could do things that she could not do. So she wanted to grow up. She taught herself how to pogo stick. She taught herself how to ride a bike. I never taught her how to ride a bike. She taught herself how to ride a bike. She taught herself how to uh, do art. She taught herself, taught herself, trying to catch up. She didn't want to go to sleep. When all the other kids were going to sleep, they were older, they could stay up later. She wanted to stay up because she wanted to be older. Animals even fight for growth, fight for advancement. Um, you know, little eaglets, they are fighting coming out of the shell, right? Coming out. They want to get out. They want to grow. You get teenager, oh my God, they get 13. 13! When I'm going to drive? Bro, you're not driving right now. You're 13. They won't drive. But just put them behind the wheel. Just let me, just let me back the car out. Why? They want to be older. They want to grow. Yeah? Little girls, you know, they're tweens. They're not even a teen yet. You know, they got all kind of, you know, Little lip gloss and stuff. Can I wear this lip gloss? No, it got color in it. No, you don't you need to wear that. No, no, can I, can I wear these shoes? No, they got heels on. You're too young. They want to grow. They want to be older. Yes? Every And everything. Everybody wants to grow. You know, you're a freshman in high school. You don't want to be the fish, right? Can't wait till you're not the fish. You want to you're an upperclassman, right? To you're a senior. To your junior, to your senior, you want to you keep moving forward, pressing forward, moving forward, not going back, what we saw today. Everything, man, everybody wants to advance on jobs. If you're working at McDonald's, you start sweeping up. You, man, you, man, when they going to put me on the register? You get on the register. When they going to put me on fries? fries when they going to make me crew chief? Everybody wants to advance except... When we come to Christianity in the church. Nobody, everybody want to sit there behind down in a south seat and feel like they did something for God. Just showing up to church. God ought to be happy. Not you, somebody you know. Is that somebody you know? I can't hear you. Yeah. Nobody wants to advance. The pastor got it. <clears throat> Couple of social media's got it. 
we, we, we don't want to grow. We want to stay babies. We're just glad to know that we're born again. We're glad to know Jesus died for us. We're glad to know that God forgives us for all our sins. We're glad to know that he just, he just loves us and takes us the way we are and he just forgives us and keeps loving us and he's the God of another chance. He's the God of another chance. He just keeps giving me chances over and over and over and over and over. And late in the midnight hour, he's going to turn it around and around and around and around. Irregardless to the same stupid mistakes I keep making. So we do preach that. We have to preach what Jesus did for us. He died on the cross. We have to teach people that it is his grace. It's not what we do that earns his love. It's not what we do that earns salvation. We got to teach that to people. We got to teach the people. God wants us blessed. He don't want us poor. He wants us healed. He don't want us sick. Somebody say amen and preach all the benefits of what God wants to do for us. But then there is a switch. Yeah? You see, can, can I have my granddaughter for a minute? I hope she don't cry. You see, see right now, she not. Listen, this is a baby. It's a baby. Did she drive to church today? Did she watch dishes today? Did she cook a meal? Did she sweep up? Did she empty the trash cans? Her diaper bin? Nothing. She won't do nothing. See? She ain't nothing to do. And y'all, she is so relaxed with just having her parents do it all. And that's what they expect to do. And that's what she expects. She expects when she wakes up and start crying, somebody's coming with some food. She expects when she starts crying again, somebody's going to come change her. There's nothing she's really doing for herself, but yet and still. The dad told me, he said, give her to me and put her on the ground. And she started pulling up. Right? Because now she's trying to grow. She's trying to advance. Somebody say amen. Now, y'all, in about... Five, six years, I won't be holding her like this. Her mom and dad going to say, Charlotte, go clean your room up. And she can say, y'all changing on me. Hello? She said, yeah, y'all changing on me. Y'all, what's, what's, what's going on? Y'all don't love me like y'all used to. Y'all used to feed me. And, 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 and change me. And do, no, girl, you better go to pot pot. Hello? You better not do it on yourself. Huh? Not now. Somebody say amen. But in a few years, they're going to be holding her accountable and responsible to do something. Somebody say amen. Now, when she gets to be older, college student, my daughter's costume, she stays at home. She's like, hey, she's responsible for a lot of stuff. Girl, you better get in there and cook some dinner. You're staying here for free. Come on, somebody. 
better get in that washing dishes. You better keep your room clean. Hello? Then we don't want to go to start go to get, go go down go down the street get us some milk. We expect her because she's responsible and she has grown. Somebody say grown. Yet in the church there is no model, there's no paradigm for this. Because everybody expects to come in and stay irresponsible, not responsible for anything. Come on, somebody. I want to ask you, your commitment to church and God, could you hold a job like that? I just want to know. If you were as consistent on your job, as committed on your job as you are to church and the God in this kingdom, could you hold a job? I want you to think about it. Would they keep you around? Hello? What about this? What if I was as committed as you are? Hey, pastor, don't even be here. Somebody say amen. Come two hours late, he coming to halfway service. Like, yo, yo, so we, there is being a cultural shift in the body of Christ, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Somebody say amen. Tell them, say, don't get mad at pastor. Come on, tell, tell somebody, say, don't get mad at pastor. Come on, tell him, say, you know he's telling the truth. Come on, say, you know he's telling the truth now. <laughs> Same notes as from last week, guys. Same notes as from last week. All right. Every church has an assignment. Every church member that's joined to a church has an assignment because their assignment is to help the church fulfill its assignment. Somebody say amen. The assignment has divine players or divine assistants, that's you and I. There is a stage in a church that is the gathering stage where all the resources are being gathered. I know I'm going to lose some of the women, but Deion Sanders went to Colorado. And he just started bringing in players. He got a startup now. But there was a phase where he was gathering players. And during that phase, you gather the players, you recruit the right people. And then at the next phase, you go to work. Somebody say amen. So God is, in the point of our church, he's getting us all the resources. Then we get to campus. See the reaction on this. That'd be a good place to praise God. We got our 4.5 acre campus. Amen. This is one of three buildings. I didn't, we, we purchased it. Nobody even knew the square footage of it. The, the, um, C 
city of Houston came, this building is 27,000 square feet. That's a good place. One of three. And, and God has blessed us. Um, I, we have not even totally wrapped our minds around and discovered everything that God has given us and blessed us with on this campus, right? Have not yet. I have not even walked the perimeter of the whole camera. I can't get to the, all the perimeter of it because it's so vast. Now, he's gathering that. Not only is he doing that, he's gathering people. Okay? So in this stage, we are in the stage of still gathering. Somebody say amen. So that we can do the work that God has assigned our church to. Uh, one of our assignments is, uh, of course, uh, getting people on track with salvation. You know that? This is our mission. Um, and then, you think end times might have anything to do with what we're supposed to do? You think about, you think anything about Springfield living might be our sermon. You think the word of faith might be part of our sermon. Getting people healed is part of our sermon. What about teaching people kingdomnomics, how to prosper? How to prosper? How to not never be broke another day in their life. Somebody say amen. So we have uh, assignments, and y'all, we've been assigned um, uh, to a to a part of our city. Um, and y'all, we're going to dominate. We're going to spread out. We're going to have dominion. We're going to multiply. Somebody say amen. All right. Let's look at Hebrews 5. Uh, 12 through 14. We looked at Revelation last time and Jesus was talking to these churches. He had watched them, observed them, had given them time. And there were things that they were supposed to be doing that had gotten off track. He told them to come back to what they were supposed to be doing or else he would remove the council still. So God always gives us time. And the scripture does say his mercy endure forever to every generation. Somebody say amen. Now this is what I've learned. His mercy doesn't endure forever for me and for my assignment. Like, I'm not going to continue to disobey God and there not be consequence. Now, I want to talk to you guys because we got a few people in here that are born into ministry. You are born into a ministry family. I want you to hear me real clear. Because I was born into a ministry family. I'm three generation, you know, ministry. My grand, great-grandfather was a pastor. And my uh, grandfather was a pastor. I believe my dad was supposed to be a pastor. He was in ministry uh, for a while. So maybe fourth generation or whatever. But... Um, those of you who you know there's an anointing on your life, you know there's an assignment on your family, you know it, but you continue not to obey God, not to fulfill. And y'all, I'm going to tell you, everybody I've ever seen like that, their life went down, 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 down. Never had a good life. Never had a good life. And after a while, when God surmises, because you keep hitting the brick wall and you won't change, 
and you'll hit another brick wall and you won't change. Talking about ministry people, people are called the ministry, which is a lot of people in this room. And your life just goes down, down, down. And then by the time God figures, hey man, I don't have mercy on this person. I've given him a lot of chances. What reason is there to keep you alive? And people die. Now we, have we seen this over and over and over and over and over and over in both our families. So God is merciful. He gives us time. But y'all, he created us for a reason. And he gave us an assignment. And one of the things I know as a pastor is that your assignment has to do significantly significantly with a local church. Even if you are a missionary going overseas somewhere, you have to be tied to and sent by a local church, funded by a local church. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So Jeremiah 1 and 5 keeps coming up. Let's go to Jeremiah 1 and 5 and we'll come back to uh, Hebrews. So y'all, God will give you time. He will give you space to do what he's called you to do. But after a while, and you keep bucking in, you keep it, what in the world? Do, y'all, and I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to tell you, I fear God. I do. Like if I stopped working in ministry, started rebelling against God, I wouldn't live long. I know I would. I know I would. I fear God. Because at some point, I become useless to the kingdom, I become useless to God, and I become useful to the devil. Now, I'm talking about those that are saved. The people that are saved, God just allows the devil to take them on out. The Bible says over 1 Corinthians 5, he, uh, Paul said, turn them over to Satan so that his flesh can be destroyed, but his soul can be saved. We talking about people that continue to buck against what God has assigned you to do. You are assigned to do something. You have a responsibility in the body of Christ. You're not a baby anymore. You got to get up and do something. And people get so angry in the church when pastors preach like this and try to get them. And that's why most pastors don't. They just resign to give me some stuff. Let's just pack them in so we can pay for everything. They're not going to do much anyway. And we're going to have the same 50 people, even though we got a thousand members, even though we got 3,000 members, Lakewood, 20-some thousand members, guess how many core, core leaders they got and people that's really working? Not many. We're a congregation of that size because people don't want to do nothing. But if Christ has done everything for us, why don't we want to do anything for him? And secondly, he created us to do stuff. We have a purpose. And you know why? You know what the purpose is not? It's not this. This, 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 is what, this is what we resigned to do all day. That's not your purpose. Man has been reduced to a carrier for a phone. We're here for the phones and the iPads. We're here so Facebook can make money. That's not your assignment. 
Look at this. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you. I ordained you. There's something for you to do. Everybody say there's something for me to do. I don't hear everybody say it. Everybody say there's something for me to do. In the kingdom. Turn to somebody, point to them, say there's something for you to do. You have been assigned to do something. You were created to do something. For God. Here's the next question. Ask them, are you doing it? Wait for the answer. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Do you live somewhere? I don't know. I mean, what if you did everything like that? Do you have a car in the parking lot? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Do you have a driver's license? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. When they come to things in church, things of God, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You can find out. Hello? How many of y'all took a college course on Instagram? Or did you just figure it out? Come on, somebody. Ain't nobody saying that. How many of y'all read 10 books on how to get on TikTok? Or did you figure it out? Oh, it's quiet up in here. Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. Now go. For when the time you ought to be, the Lord knows what you ought to be in a certain amount of time. For in the time you ought to be, what? Who do teachers teach? People. I want to ask you another question. You've been born again so many times, and then you talk to people, oh, I know I say, I know I'm born again. Okay, that's cool. Calm down. How many people have you been responsible for bringing into the kingdom, though, since you know you saved? How many people have you been responsible for helping them grow up in the kingdom? I want you to think about it. Because God knows when it's time. God knows, just like they know when it's time for her to stop pooping her pants. When it's time for her to be able to clean up her room. Come on, somebody. Just like a parent know. Parent know, hey, bro, you still pooping your pants and you're 17? We got a problem. Somebody say amen. So God knows that it's time for us to grow up and be teachers. And we need one to teach us again. You know why? Because we don't come to church long enough. So between church services, we come once a month, once every two months, then we backslide. Then we need somebody to pull us out the ditch again. Teach us how to get back with God again. Why don't we just stay with God? Tell somebody, say, why don't you just stay with him? Oh, it's quiet up in here. You see, once you become responsible for somebody, teachers, once you become responsible for somebody, Hello? Once you become responsible for some people. Hello? Come here, Randy. Come here, Jonathan. Alright? So I done grew up, and now I'm responsible. I'm bringing some people along. Yeah. So I'm responsible. So look, so devil, oh, go look at some porn. Oh, 
can't, I can't do that. I got to get on the phone with Jonathan in an hour. Why don't you go get you a drink? I can't do it. He looking at me. That's what we're doing, Pastor? No. Because now I'm responsible. Somebody say amen. Let me go slip and dip with the wrong girl. I can't do that because I got people with me now. Somebody say amen. I ain't even got time to do that stuff because now I'm responsible in the kingdom. And so what happens is they, uh, uh, I'm responsible and then, and, then, and then what happens is he start getting responsible. So he start watching me. Go get Rasheed. Come on, Rasheed. Come on. So then he got Rasheed. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And come on, Mr. Tyrone. And then he go get somebody. So now I'm responsible. I got I got this whole group of people that I'm responsible for. They being responsible. They teaching somebody. Come on, somebody. I don't have time to keep slipping and dipping, laying and playing, messing up every five weeks. I gotta come to church because I gotta make sure they're in church. And if all my prayer requests have been answered, I still got to pray because I got to pray for them. Come on, listen up. Y'all, this is what God wants. This is what God wants. And I don't care what everybody else is preaching, teaching, we're going to be held responsible. And in the end, we're going to be held responsible. The Bible says that we'll be rewarded based on what we did. Somebody say amen. For in the time you ought to be teachers, you have need to one teach you again. Uh, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and have become such as have need of milk. Not strong meat. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word. You ought to become skillful in the word. Somebody say amen unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongs to him to them that are of full age so God wants us to do what look at Ephesians 4.15 but speaking the truth in love God wants us to do what that we may what grow up grow up into him in all things are you growing up I want you to I want, I want to ask you are you really growing up are you growing up? Because God needs you. The kingdom of God needs you. Somebody say amen. The kingdom of God needs you to grow up and start fully functioning in what it is you're supposed to be doing. Somebody say amen. This is in the Message Bible. Ephesians 4.14. No prolonged emphases among us, please. I'm saying that. <laughs> no prolonged emphases among us, please. We will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are easy prey for predators. God wants us to know, to grow up, and to know the whole truth and tell it in love, like Christ in everything. Y'all, we shouldn't be getting tripped up with the, what's going on in the media and can a man be a woman and all that stuff. Y'all, man, ain't, ain't no way in the world if we've grown up. Somebody say amen. We should know these things and we should be able to, to help other people. Okay. All right. So, we've been talking about the growth track. Um, so, let's put that on the screen. Hopefully, you have your 
And I I want to I want to I want to make you want to grow. I do. And I just sit as a bump on the log. But here's the thing. Like Esther, Mordecai told me, he said, if you don't do it, God's going to send deliverance from somewhere else. He's going he's to get somebody to do what you're supposed to do. Somebody say amen. But it won't be good for you. That's what he told me. It won't be good for you. See, there's an incentive for living for God. You can speak out. What are those incentives? Anybody know? Long life? Huh? Protection, favor. Okay, let me, let me, let me put it straight for you. Stacks of money. This very thing that you're trying to get, you think it's going to make you happy? And money don't make you happy. I'm not a broke man. I used to be. Some of y'all knew me when I was broke. I'm not a broke man anymore. Somebody say amen. Some call rich. I stay rich as relative. But I'll never be broke again. I'll never have money problems again. But money don't solve all your problems. Money makes you comfortable while you're miserable. It does. Stuff ain't going on right. Driving a Mercedes, kind of feel like you're driving there. You feel good driving while you got problems. <laughs> but money, money, money don't break everything. Somebody say amen. But it's a benefit of doing what you're supposed to do in the kingdom. How many would love for all your bills to be paid? You don't have to worry about nothing. Okay. I want you to see. Look around. So you know a lot of bills over here? You know we got a lot of bills. A light bill was $3,000 this month. Just a light bill. Mortgage is 9000 Think about it. So you know I'm not getting rich from y'all. Because that money's going to all this. Somebody say amen. But let me tell you something. That's a benefit of selling out and working for the kingdom. Because Matthew 6.33, that we don't believe. Because if we believed it, more of us will be seeking the kingdom first. Matthew 6.33 says what? All these things. All these things. Things. Oh, it's just talking about spiritual. No, it's talking about things. Somebody say amen. The people I know living the best in this world without sorrow are the people who've given their life over to God. I got friends, I got, I got people I know with jets, million dollar mansions, and they serve God. To amen something. But God promised us, if you sell out to him and see first the kingdom and do your assignment, he would add what? Things. He would add things to you. Yeah? You got a dream car? You got one? Hmm? Dream car? What is it? Mercedes? G-Class? I got two of those. You want one? <laughs> I wouldn't give you that. They, they use I give you something new. But y'all, okay, it's a thing. The remedy in the Bible is seek first the kingdom. Tell God what you want. You're, I want that G class. That's what I did. And then what we did? You were you here when I was driving the raggedy white van? Who was here when I was driving the raggedy white van? See, look around. Didn't have no G class. 
But I kept, I kept selling out to God. I said, God, this is what I want. Somebody say amen. And we gave it all we had, right? Y'all remember we lost everything through Harvey? So, so you can start us at 2017 because we didn't have nothing. Because we lost everything. We lost all our cars, paid off cars, everything. We lost everything. Spent to start over. But look what God did because we sold out. Even when we were, even when we were going through our stuff during Harvard, I came to church, I preached every Sunday. Did I do that? Did we help other people? We was out giving our waters and helping other people. Somebody say amen. And making sure other people's right. Because he said, if you take care of my business, come on somebody, I thought two people would get excited. I will take care of your business. If you seek first my kingdom, I will add all the things that you want. The reason you don't serve God is because you're distracted by all that other stuff. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love. Looking for love. Looking for relationships. How many fair relationships you got? Not obeying God. Think about it. Somebody say amen. So we got to grow, right? All right. Step number one, if you're in the kingdom, you're in this church, you've gotten born again, step number one, step one, stage one, is join the kingdom. What are we talking about? We're not even talking about joining the church. Can you get born again? If you're not sure that you're born again, we have salvation specials at this church. We wrote a book called the SAT, a Salvation Action Test. If you don't read English, you only read Spanish. Cecile translated it in Spanish. We will help you get born again and know that you're born again. I'm talking about I've been in church all my life. Somebody say amen. A lot of people been in church all their life. They're going to die and go to hell. Somebody say amen. You got to be born again. You got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we will walk you through that stage. Come on, somebody. We love walking people through that. How many of y'all know that? How many of y'all know we love walking people through that? All right. So stage one. Step one, man, is get born again. Hello? You got it? Jesus said, marvel not that I say that you must be born again. Somebody say amen. All right? And, and, so, and so the whole journey on step one consists of knowing God. Somebody say amen. Ephesians 1.17 says that you may know him better. You ought to want to know God, know who he is. That's the whole point of church, Christianity, all of that, is that you want to know God, right? Here's the second thing that we want you to happen when you come here. We want you to find freedom on step one. Find freedom. Find freedom. Step one, get born again. Come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Find freedom, right? You got a pack a day smoking habit. We don't need you leading no life groups right now. Somebody say amen. You go from bed to bed every weekend. Hey, come in, sit down, and find some freedom. And we'll help you. We're not going to judge you. We're not going to talk about you. We're going to help you. And we'll know who, where you are and what you are and what you're doing. Hey, but you got to come off all that pride and say, I need some help. Everybody say, I need help. <laughs> you need help. James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. And pray for each other that you may be healed. One of the things that the Catholics had right was confession. A time to go to confession. 
We do it within our life group. You got to tell, you don't have to tell everybody everything. You got to tell somebody something when you're struggling. Somebody say amen. All right. So find your freedom. All right. Knowing God. Knowing God. How do you get to know God? Number one, at our church, we, our, our, our Sunday and Wednesday celebrations, every time we have a service, that's what it's for. It's for you to come and learn God more, know God more. Anybody know more about God since you've been coming? Okay. That's what it's for. It's your time to get to know God. It's just like a student going to class. Going to, why, why do you see the kids at school every day? So they can learn about reading. They can learn about math. Right? Not so they can learn about transgender and stuff, right? But you send them to school so they can learn and get an education. Right? Why do you come to church? So you can get an education about God. So you can learn. So you can get to know him and how he functions and his people. Somebody say amen. Psalms 122 and 1 said, I was glad when they said unto me. No, some of y'all, I was sleepy when they said. I was tired when they said. I was sick. I wasn't feeling good when they said unto me. Let's go now some more. I felt a certain kind of way when they said. No, everybody say, I was glad. Yo, you know I'm so glad to be able to come to church? To come to our building, to come to our campus? To be with the people of God that ain't stupid? That believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman? I mean, at least when I come here, I know everybody ever going crazy. You ought to be glad to come to the house of the Lord. Somebody say amen. On Sunday, you're going to get, we're going to celebrate God. Somebody say amen. You're going to learn about God. On Sunday and Wednesday, you're going to be inspired. You're going to get inspiration. You're going to get information and celebration, but you're going to get some, some inspiration too. Somebody say amen. We believe church should be a place where people experience the power and the presence of God. Anybody ever been at our church and saw a miracle? Y'all, that was a woman that came to our church on a Sunday. Y'all, y'all was there? Some of y'all was there. The ground shook. The woman was blind in one eye. Who remembers this? The woman was blind. We at the storefront and we start praying. There was an earthquake and a the police officer. Was there an earthquake in our building? It shook. The lights came down outside. The light post that wasn't attached to us in the middle of the island, the camera came down. Am I telling the truth? And we said, can you see now? She said, no. Can you see? She got home two hours later or something. She sent it to you. The text to you. Screaming, I can see. This is, can you speak up, please? Would that inspire you to see a miracle happen? That's why you should come to church every Sunday because you don't know what's going to happen. I, I, 
Apostle Peter, James, and John was glad they didn't sleep in the day that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Hey, that, man, I missed that. Man, you should have been there, dog. He raised Lazarus from the dead after four days. You saw I was right there. Some of y'all didn't see it because you were sleeping in. Somebody say amen. Whew. Is this good? My God. Preparation. We believe you come to church to learn how to prepare. What are we preparing for? Everyday life. Somebody say amen. How about preparing for your next blessing? Tell you what to do. You want to get married? Tell you what to do. Somebody say amen. You want to be a millionaire? Tell you what to do. Somebody say amen. How about preparing for the coming of Jesus Christ? Coming to church, it's going to teach you that. Somebody say amen. Because Jesus is going to come and just like you're rolling over in your bed. You know what Jesus said? He said, he said in Revelation, I got to find that scripture. That was one of our daddy's favorite scriptures. Whatever he finds you doing when he coming, keep on doing it. You want to weed smoke quit? Ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. Keep on smoking it. He said, he said it. He said, whatever you find yourself doing, when I come, keep on doing it. Somebody say amen. Preparation. Preparation. We talked about salvation. Somebody say amen. Can y'all throw that graphic up I sent you? I'm almost done tonight. We're going to keep plowing. So our church's mission. And Alex, I want to I want to get a better card with this on it. I want it to be because it's spelled J E S U S with all of the letters emboldened, right? But this is our mission statement: joining others to Christ in a relationship that is meaningful and real, equipping. That's the E in Jesus. Equipping and discipling new converts for the Christian life through strengthening their walk by fellowship with like-minded believers. Unrestrained worship and selfish service to God and others. So you got to grow. You got to get off stage. So I say amen. Get born again. Get into a life group. Get, get sin off you. Get some freedom. Not that you're going to be perfect, but you're going to be held accountable. You know what I mean? And most of us, we, when I came back to God, I was only bound by one or two things. Everybody had their one or two things that they're dealing with. Go ahead and tell somebody what you're dealing with. Get some accountability. Get some prayer. And, and you can come up out of it. How many of y'all came up out of some stuff? Somebody say amen. We done had people come in that done got off of cocaine, that done got off of drugs, that it came out of sexual sin, bisexuality, homosexuality, lesbianism, that it came out of all kind of stuff. Gambling, drinking, somebody say amen. Cheating on their spouse, all kind of stuff. Amen. That stuff was confidential and nobody ever knew it. But step one, you start all of that. Step number two, 
you learn, start learning the kingdom culture. So now I'm doing more than just coming to church. Sunday, this Sunday is Enrichment Sunday. You know, we start our regular service at 10 o'clock. Enrichment Sunday is 9 o'clock classes. So it's those people that want, want more. Man, I want to learn some more. They come to those 9 o'clock classes. They come to the Kingdom University on Tuesdays when we're streaming. We have those little classes. We have breakout rooms and stuff like that. And then we're, now we're so big, we got big enough campus classrooms and buildings, we're going to be able to break out on our campus. Somebody say amen. Amen. And that's going to grow and grow and grow. Amen. Because you're going to be bringing people because now you're responsible. Somebody say amen. All right. That's step number two. I begin to learn. I begin to learn um, what's going on. And then step number three. Then I start discovering my kingdom design. Right? I start discovering who I am in the kingdom. And see, that's where nobody ever gets. Nobody really wants to. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just want, I just want to come sit my behind down in the South Pew. Hope they got the air on today. Y'all, that's all we doing. Y'all, we don't want to get involved. And some of y'all in church heard, you know, we had a family member. Baby, when I go to church, I hear, I call for the word. Soon as church is over, I'm in my car. I don't want to talk to nobody. Hey, hey, y'all. What's that? What's that all about? I don't want to get involved in no church members. Well, stop being messy. Somebody say amen. You got to deal with people. You can't go to work. I ain't talking to nobody. I just do my job and get my car. You got to talk to people. Somebody say amen. All that stupid stuff we do in the church would not work anywhere else in the world. And we expect to be blessed, godly, keep doing everything. No, man. And after a while, I'm telling y'all, no, let's see. I, I want y'all to listen. Some of y'all, and it's not working anymore, and you got this franchise of church, because I, I was praying and all that stuff, and it didn't work. The reason, y'all, is because it was working while you was a baby, because God was looking out for you, because he knew you couldn't do nothing, you didn't know nothing, you were still burning stuff. But now, after a while, Charlotte's going to be like, diaper? And they're going to be like, you better go to the party? It's not going to work for you no more. That ain't going to work for you no more. Ah! Ah! What's wrong with you? I'm hungry. Girl? You better go and get some food in the kitchen. That stuff's not going to continue to work. Somebody say Amen. And that's what happened to people in the body of Christ. See, the reason why I got rich and I got money and all that stuff, and I'm never broke again, because I kept growing and going. Somebody say amen. I didn't stop at the baby on stage and tell me, ah, la, 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 I don't want no responsibility. Y'all, I did not want to pastor no church. Oh, my God. Y'all, I'm telling you. Anybody say, God called me to start a church from scratch, I would talk you, I would try to talk you out of it. It's the hardest thing on earth to do. I mean, with no support, no denominational support, nobody. Y'all, it is tougher than, I mean, it's, man, you might as well build a space shuttle and go to the moon. You probably do that before you build a successful church and buy a campus. I didn't want to do it, but that's what God called me to do. 
Say, it wasn't about what I wanted to do. Everybody wanted laid and paid, laid all in the shade, and tiptoeing through the tulips. We want everything easy. Everything ain't going to be easy. We got responsibility in the kingdom. Somebody say amen. Step three is where it gets tough. This is where you're going to discover who you are in the kingdom. Do you know who you are? Are you an evangelist? It's evangelists in the room. Don't even know they are. Are you a teacher of the body of Christ? Are you supposed think about if you're supposed to be teaching women, you're supposed to be teaching 200 women. Them 200 women not developing because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not even ready to do it because you haven't even got in the growth cycle so you can grow enough so that you can start doing it. And you don't have to be perfect. George Miles said she was walking around with Daisy Duke smoking cigarettes and teaching women Bible classes. She just, she just went ahead and started. She wasn't perfect. But God got her right real quick. Somebody say amen. Are y'all still with me? I'm done. Done, done, done. Listen to this. Okay. So now I discover. I discover my purpose. That's step three. Right? So now I'm connecting to the ministry. I'm exploring ministry. I'm discovering my design. Right? So now we have a personality test. We have a gifts test that you will go through and know what you can do well. Yeah? You dive into your personality, discover your gifts, see how your design reveals your purpose in life and your best fit in ministry. All right? And, uh, uh, you know, we start having, we have classes, we're going to have classes for that. Um, and, uh, and you can start serving on the dream team and doing certain things as you discover your gifts. Somebody say amen. Step number three. And then at that point, we begin to uh, observe you and see who qualifies for leadership. And if you want to come to leadership classes and so forth, MIT classes, MTCC Bible College that we hold here at the church, um, Leaders, uh, Leaders Academy, amen, and all that stuff, you can be a part of that. Uh, Hebrews 6 and 1. Let us move beyond the elementary teachings of our Christ and be taken forward to maturity. John 10, 10. I came that you may have life and have it to the full. You're not fulfilling your life if you don't know your purpose. If you don't know your design, you're not fulfilling. You're not. And that's why you feel so empty. That's why you keep searching from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. I'm going to sell tease this one. I'm selling candles over here. I, ooh, they, I just went to this seminar. They told me how to do real estate. Like, you just keep going from thing to thing to thing because you're not doing what God designed you to do. Two amens on that. Now, who's going to teach our teen girls? And then we get so many of them. Who's going to teach our sixth grade girls? middle school girl? And who's going to teach our high school girl? And who's going who to take our, 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 our young men and 
college. We're going to teach the church track. We, get, we need people to work in the nursery. See all these babies we got. We got a nursery now. Y'all, things have been happening so fast. We got an event coming up Saturday. We'll be a part of the Acres Home. Um, they're having this back school thing to give away uh, 500 some book bags. We're expecting 700 people. We got a table with a vendor. We're going to be passing out our stuff and information. And uh, we're donating uh, four $50 gift cards. And we're going to have some fun out there. And God just set us up. He set us up since last week. We were talking about that, right? about making an impact out here. No. But when the people come, do we have enough people ready to engage? Oh, I got to keep depending on, I got to I gotta keep, you know, Tia doing five things. Same people. Are you ready? We got work for you to do. And Brother Pat got to do 11 things because we got dudes that ain't ready. And we got the same few people doing all the stuff. But it's only because you really don't want to do nothing no way. Oh, Bill Cosby, don't stand up himself. He said, the quickest way to get your wife to come in there and do something is act like you you don't know how to do it. Just, anyway, he said, uh, what, what are you doing? Just get out the way I do it. That's what I wanted in the first place. You don't want to do nothing in the first place. So we give you something you halfway do it, this and that. Then you start missing. You don't want nobody depending on you looking for you to come. So then we take it back. That's right. Are y'all ready to grow up? Everybody say, I got to grow up. Y'all, we're the end time generation. God got so much for us to do. He does. Are you ready? Stand on your feet.